welcome everybody to the Magic Beans Podcast. We are back again for episode number 168. I'm your host tonight, and my name is Shorty, and I have just one bean on the line again in the form of Cracker. How's it going, mate? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. A bit better than uh, Chewy is, by the sounds of it. He was meant to be on the cast tonight, and he's a bit under the weather, so we hope you're feeling better soon, Chewy, and yeah. uh, get, get you back on the cast, because... You're going to have to be on the cast uh, for a few weeks in a row when I'm gone. So I'm, a- I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm, I'm retiring from the, uh, the Magic whoa, Beans. Whoa, and- <laughs> whoa. Let's not, <laughs> let's not say that. <laughs> and podcast is finished. Okay, cool. Whoa. Uh, no. Yes, I Shortest am, uh- editing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I am going on a nice big holiday. So, uh, yeah, you and, you and Chewie will be holding down the fort, which I'm sure you'll be just fine. I hope. I, th- I think we'll get by. Yeah, yeah, you'll be right. Yeah. I mean, you can just put Chewie in front of a mic and just start recording and he'll just talk about whatever for it's true. at least an hour. No worries. It's true. Yeah. We could almost talk about Josh and Pat's for an hour, mate. That's what we could do. Because those we guys could. are absolute legends with their nightly Facebook auctions. And there's some pretty good ones at the moment, man. With all of the new Lord of the Rings cards that Pat's been cracking like a madman. Uh, so... Go check them out. JP MTG Bazaar, they sponsor us and the, the tournament series that we put on, which is coming to an end at our current league, Shorty, which is- um, mm, Almost see. Nearly done. It's been, I think it's been going pretty well, actually. So, it's uh, it's been good to see. But um, yeah, we really appreciate everything those guys do. So, go check out the nightly auctions and uh, bid on some cards, win some things with the, the sweet just buy it nows, which are probably the way to go, honestly. Like, you just get some really good prices. So, go check yeah, them out. Let them, know the, let them know the bean sent you. Very good. And Pat did his giveaway yesterday, the day before, I think earlier this week for some Lord of the Rings stuff. And I didn't win anything this time, which is yeah. disappointing. Unlucky. Thought for sure he could like rig it again and bring <laughs> us an extra product. <laughs> but <laughs> No, Pat would never do that. No, he that actually is... wouldn't. No, he's uh, yeah, way too honest for that. But uh, yeah, make sure you're in there for the future giveaways because he does them every set. And you did mention the league, Cracker, so mm. I will quickly give everyone the reminder so they don't sign off at the end of the podcast and miss out on the reminder. There is only like four days left in the group stage. So Monday night next week, the group stage will end. So at the moment, Group B is looking like if you've got three wins, you're in to the top 10. <laughs> so it's like it's been a little slow. Yeah, so not not a lot going on in there. Uh, group A's had quite a lot. I think I'm still sitting in like fifth or sixth place. I, I had a loss oh, last night to Wunga Sith. I've, I've played Angels like 90% of the time in my league matches against Angels. And I was going to say, you played Angels? Who no, you I know. I, you I, would not t- <laughs> no, I would not touch Angels. But yeah, no, he crushed me last night. So yeah, get your matches in and try and get yourself into that top 10 and, uh, yeah, then we'll be kicking off the Stage 2 as of Monday night. I'll fire that off on stream, and hopefully we can get some matches happening straight away. So, speaking of matches that we had happen straight away, Cracker. Yeah. Cube. We cubed. We cubed. We did. Yeah. So, last Friday, we, we all took the day off in celebration of Chewie's uh, birthday. We won't say how, how old it is. Um, <laughs> At least 40. It's a number. Uh, yeah. We got together, we went to his place, and, and we, we drafted Vintage Cube. It was awesome. Bunch of the beans, and we had uh, a couple of ring-ins. We had Azzy G traveling all the way from Bendigo. Yeah, top effort. Top effort there, Azzy G. What a legend. Thank you, Azzy. It was great to play with you again. Uh, and also Tom. 
Tom's become a regular at these things, man. I think he's he just, is, yeah. He's now yeah, just part of the Cube crew. <laughs> I think he knows the Cube better than the rest of us. It's possible. Because <laughs> he actually pays attention to things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, man. Heaps of fun. Love it. Yep. Cube, Cube's awesome. Yep. It was great fun. Chewie put on some nice pork rolls that he'd, mm-hmm. uh, he'd had marinating overnight. And uh, yeah, they were quite tasty. So yeah, great times. Got to draft a couple of times and then uh, it was a bit of Commando. I don't know how late you stayed, Cracker. I, I headed off just before dinner and Commando was just getting fired up. Yeah, so, we played a couple of matches. We ended up with two pods of three. Uh, I don't know, we stayed probably till like 8, 30, 9 o'clock, something like that. So, not, su- nice. not super late, but it was good. It was good. Yep. I, um, I decided to branch out in my, my cube drafting and ended up with an absolutely sicko mono green deck. It was, <laughs> it was actually disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I lost one game. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, Stu was a little bit salty because I had turn three uh, natural order twice uh, in, in the games we played. And then I just yeah, went and got like Woodfall Primus and blew up his stuff. And then I have a 6-6 six, six and he's got like a landed play. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to lie. It felt pretty great. None of these actually like having to try and, all right, now if I, if I cast this cantrip and then I, you know, I can, all right, now Get I'll this go, card go. into my graveyard and <laughs> yeah, I might exactly. be able to reanimate it. <laughs> well, there's, there's that too. I actually beat Tom. He had a pretty pretty great um, reanimated deck, but I, I managed to, someone managed to raise him, which was pretty cool. But um, yeah, man, it was sweet. And nice. then the second draft, we drafted four packs because why not? Yeah, Chris has a 540 card cube, so mm-hmm. there's always extra packs, and which means we miss out on things. We thought, ah, we'll just draft four packs, which is yeah, a bit of fun. Yeah, and then I tried to draft twin, and you mono redded me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I draft, I drafted not twin. I got, I don't think twin was in the first draft. I got Kiki Jiki yeah. and Deceiver and uh, Pestamite, <laughs> as well as Storm stuff. So I, <laughs> I was, mm-hmm. is it Storm it's- slash Kiki combo? <laughs> it, was, it was my kind of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good fun, which I, yeah. I've I draft like I've drafted Splinter Twin or yeah. Kiki quite a few times in there, but I've never done Storm, and so I thought, oh well, I'll draft Storm, and then all the twin pieces came around. I was like, well, I'll just take those as well because they're in my colours. Yeah, and I I got to beat Chewy. He cast thirteen mana Emrakul, mm-hmm. and while it was on the stack, I brain freezed him for twenty four, <laughs> and he only had twenty three cards in his library. I was like, all right, cool, <laughs> that's that's game. <laughs> So good. <laughs> so that was fun. And then, uh, yeah, draft two, I, I went, you know what? Everyone's always paying me out about playing mono red, but no one ever drafts mono red in the cube. So I'm just going to take all the red cards because I know one else is going to take it. And so I just drafted four packs of red cards and uh, had a very, very quick 3 0 in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in that mm-hmm. draft. So. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where we're like, we're running out of time. We knew people weren't going to be able to stay. We're like, we'll just draft and then maybe just play a few games. Yeah, Shorty got through all of his. <laughs> Before yeah, some people finished. <laughs> yeah, it was like, all right, well, I'm done. He's just speed running it. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it was great. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, a couple of little things to touch on tonight. And then we're going to get in a little bit into Pioneer uh, mm-hmm. ahead of the regional championships that's on this weekend. So, first thing to touch on, Cracker. Are yes. you one of the, I don't know, 50 people out there who've cracked the one ring? No, no, I'm the one person who's cracked the one oh, ring. Oh, you've, you've cracked the real one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It, um, okay. it, it came off this uh, HP just behind me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's de- <laughs> there's been a lot of people claiming. There has. Yes, I mean, yes. I mean, to the surprise of no one, right? Like the bounty we've seen 
the highest I've seen is 2 million euros, which yeah. is nearly 3 million Australian dollars, I think. Something yep. like that, which is a f- just a ridiculous amount of money. Like, yeah. absolutely insane. So, unsurprisingly, there's a bunch of people who are claiming they've got it. And it's going to be really hard to verify, I think. That's going to be one of the, the biggest challenges. Because there was- I saw one person from Brazil who was claiming they'd got it. Some dude in the UK, like people in America. It's just everywhere. Yeah. How are they going to know? I think they were saying that the the actual one, the like serialized numbering part of it, the one of one is like stamped on the card. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not printed. And I think that is like super hard for people to replicate. Okay. So, I would assume there is some way for someone to verify that this is a genuine card. Like, if you're going to spend three million bucks on it, they've got to have a way. You know, it's the same with, like, old school Black Lotus, you know, Alpha Beta, all that sort of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you can look, under, look at it under a loop and whatever and figure that sort of stuff out. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm tipping we won't hear about it being found for probably quite a long time because it will get found by someone. They're not going to talk about it. It's going to get sold through collectors, whatever, and then eventually it'll probably end up in the hands of somebody who has it in a safe enough place to be able to go, yep, okay, it has been found. It's here. Here's, you know, mm. the legitimate stuff, Here's whatever. Proof. Yeah, so that we, we know it has been found. But it kind of – it's one of those things that it kind of benefits, you know, like SCG and those sorts of people to not have it. <laughs> Announce that it's been found. Yeah, no, for sure. Then people keep buying packs and, and obviously Wizards as well. So, yeah, I think that'll be going for quite a while. But the other serialized cards, so there's there's the Soul Rings, so the mm-hmm. human ones, the elf ones, the dwarf ones, the 300, 700, 900. Mm-hmm. They've been selling for a lot as well. Huge We were saying before the cast that I think a one of the 900 ones sold for in Australia for like four grand. Mm-hmm. I've heard of one of the... 300 ones selling for like over 13 grand in the states. Yeah, that was the, that was number 1. Yeah, okay. So it was it was the 0001. Yeah. Um but yeah, he he sold it like immediately for 13,000 US. Yeah. And yep. and Pat was saying that he should have waited cuz that was really cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently he got that within an hour or something like that. So that's Yeah, right. That's kind of wild that Yeah. These these products are worth a lot, man. And you can buy a salt ring for like $3 <laughs> if you want one. Like, they're, they're, every Commander Precon just comes with one. Like, it's yeah. ne- they're not hard to find. No, that's right. And they're still worth $3, which is really surprising. <laughs> well, it's actually I mean, the same with Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt's one of those same ones where it's like, it's had so many printings, but they mm-hmm. still hold a, a little bit of value for just a common. Yep. Yep, exactly. But yeah, it's, it is hard to pass up like someone just standing in front of you going, I will give you $13,000 right now for this card. Like, I think I would just be taking that, like, that's a that's a decent chunk of money. So yeah, I don't I don't blame people for, for that no sort of thing. no no no. Of course not. It's just yeah. it's it's really interesting, and it I, I will be interested to see how long this hype and price can sustain because it feels unsustainable. But then again, like all of the Kaladesh inventions and stuff, like they've just gone up and up and up. Yeah, like yeah, the Kaladesh Soul Ring is like a thousand dollars or something like that or more. Like they those are all really expensive still. So maybe they. Maybe they do just hold. I don't know. It's yeah. not. It's not MTG finance here, boys. No, and it's got no relevance to us because <laughs> we're never going to buy any of them. So <laughs> they well, could be I worth mean, twenty million dollars. There's no difference true. between it being it's worth two hundred dollars and twenty million dollars in my books. Either way, I'm not buying one. <laughs> well, not not directly. We're going to buy a collector booster at some point. It's going to have yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. I will definitely buy one collector booster, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's definitely going to have a serialized soul ring in it. 100%. Is it locked? In. Okay. Yes. 
All right. I like it. <laughs> All right. So, another thing that's popped up with the release of Lord of the Rings, you know, we sort of, you and I touched on some of the cards that we thought maybe see Commander play, maybe see Modern play, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, one of the cards we spoke about a bit was the Orcish Bowmasters, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure, sure if you've listened to Competitive Magic with the Carnies this week, but uh, no, Andre Mangucci's podcast. He has no idea how to say Orcish Bowmasters <laughs> and kept, kept, continues to pronounce it Orch, Orchish, Orchish Bowmasters, Bowmeisters, okay. like well, Corey Bowmeister, Orch, Orchish Bowmeisters. <laughs> nice. I mean, <laughs> I mean in Mangucci's defense, Italian. he's Italian, so he <laughs> yes. probably knows how to say it in Italian. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that the letters make different sounds in, in Italy, yeah. Italy uh, would, as opposed expect. to- Actually, I got uh, I got raided on the stream on Monday Monday by uh, a whole bunch of Spanish speaking people, oh, and that's awesome. uh, yeah, got to tell them. Oh, well, I hope you can understand what I'm saying because uh, not only am I speaking English, I'm speaking Australian. I'm speaking and Australian. I <laughs> <laughs> the proper yeah, English. Yep, yep. But uh, yeah, an article came out from the Commander Rules Committee, mm. and uh, yeah, they've they've basically said. Orcish Bowmasters is a super powerful card, as we expected, and we're going to keep an eye on it because uh, that's what they do. That's what their job is, to, mm-hmm. to keep an eye on possible cards that, that may need a banning. And it is uh, it is a pretty solid card, as we spoke about last time. I've heard of it getting played in Legacy, but I haven't seen anything from that. So, uh, Yeah, so really strong, like we talked about. I mean- <laughs> I don't know, like people going, oh, ban it, just seems wild to me. It's it's a 1-1, one, one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you can kill it. They're only going to have one of it. Uh, it's, I mean, I'm downplaying. It's it's obviously an incredible in effect, you know, just shooting a bunch of things and, you know, making a giant orc. Uh, I, I've seen people like tweeting about how good it's been in legacy and stuff with, you know, like brainstorm on the stack and those kinds of things. So- it's definitely going to be very, very powerful there. But you've got, like, Solitude and, you know, like, there's just, like, even in those formats, you've got, like, Force of Will and stuff. And in Commander, you should be able to deal with it. It's not going to just insta you. And, you know, like, it's only, it's at its best when you wheel. The thing that seems interesting to me is that, like, I don't think it wins the game, right? Like, Hole Breacher, if you wheel into Hole Breacher or, like, or Narset or... um you know, Notion Thief, like any of these, like if you're pairing an effect with a wheel, you know, a discard your hand, draw seven or whatever it is, then there are ways you can just lock your opponents out of the game. Like Hole Breacher was banned for that reason. It turned all of your opponent's card draw into treasures, just made you matter. <laughs> like that yeah. thing was, <laughs> I didn't even get to play with it. It was banned so fast. But like Notion Thief does a similar thing. Like there's just a bunch of other stuff that, is this card very good? Yes. Is banning it before anyone's actually played with it insane? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Fair enough. Thoughts? I mean, I'm not a super commander person, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to see a lot of high-level play. Um, like yeah. I've seen- But I've you kind of want Minkuchi. that. Yeah, of course. Like, this, this is good, right? Like, people would be mad. There was no cards that were pushed. Yeah. But yeah, um, and, and if we get one card out of the entire set that is strong in Legacy and strong in Commander, great. Like, mm-hmm. That's kind of what you want. So Yeah. And the thing yep. is, like, I actually don't think it'll be that strong in modern. No. Because yeah, I well, think like we said, y- yeah, you kind of need brainstorm type effects to really get that value out of it. Yeah. Good against living end question mark. Were they 
<laughs> they're cycling all the time and drawing extra yeah, cards. I mean, but- we don't have treasure crews in modern which Correct. is our <laughs> closest, closest the, to brainstorm. We've got, we yes. got any Pioneer, but the uh, but it's not a Pioneer legal card. So, yep. The other card that they had on their thing that uh, on their article that people have mentioned is Mirkwood Bats, which is a three and a black for a two three bat with flying. And whenever you create or sacrifice a token, each opponent loses one life. So obviously you can combo a bunch of stuff and and win win with infinite combos and things like that with with this sort of card, which there's a million of those already in Commander. So they were basically just saying, look, the only thing with this card is it's a common, so it's readily avail- available for people, but who cares? Like, it, it's not going to make any difference. So it's also it's extremely mana. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I guess the, the key difference between this is that it does it on the way in and the way out. Like, that's yep. pretty unusual. You normally see aristocrats style stuff where they're, you know, blood artist or, you know, that kind of yeah. thing where it's only when something's sacrificed. So it being on creation as well is kind of cool, but- it kind of doesn't matter, though. If you're going infinite anyway, it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Agree. Uh, yeah. So, we'll see if that happens. So, I, yeah, I would be surprised if there's any sort of banning anytime soon. It would need to be really, really oppressive for six months sort of thing before they're, they're going to look at actually banning. Like, how long was it before they banned- Whole Breacher. Whole Breacher? Yeah, it was about six months, I think. Yeah. And that Something card like that. was super oppressive, so- Yes. Definitely. I mean, listen, there you can still play Dockside Extortionist. I don't know if you've cast that card, Shorty, or like, uh, seen, seen it cast. Polly cast it against me, and uh, it seems pretty strong. Yep. That is uh, <laughs> that is that is the truth. Like, that just- this, this is just a bunch of different ways that you just win the game with that thing on the spot. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. If they're just going to let that thing run around, I don't see why you ban Bowmasters, but that's fine. No. I guess I guess this Bowmasters gets to kill things. Yep. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Most of the time <laughs> when I play Commander, I'm just like, what are you doing over there? Oh, okay, you're just doing stuff and you're casting cards that I've never heard of and doing yeah. things. It's like, am I dead? No? Okay, well, I'm just going to keep playing. <laughs> Can I have my turn now? I find it way too hard to keep track of four people's, like, not, let alone my own game, but three other people's games, what's going on, with cards that I- have never seen before, like they're either really old or they're commander specific things, mm-hmm. and I just I just don't know. And and it's you know the person who's sitting diagonal to me is all the way over there, mm. and I can't even see your stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, one of the one of the things of commander that I don't thoroughly enjoy, and that's why I play it very rarely. Anyway, I could go on a whole rant about that if we wanted, but we're not going to do that tonight. Oh, we'll I mean, if you're che- if you're chewy, you would. <laughs> I am not Chewy, and I'm very glad of that. <laughs> I can imagine if there was two Chewies on our oh, podcast. I was just going to say one is plenty. One, two in the world, mate, let alone the podcast. <laughs> All right. So, let's get into Pioneer. So, we are currently still in Pioneer season for mm-hmm. regional championships and then upcoming- I think that is the next- Yeah, the next PT is Modern. It is. We had modern season not that long ago, but the one after that will be Pioneer again. So, yep. yeah, a lot of lot of Pioneer stuff has been going on recently and a lot is still coming up. And then obviously we'll have a PT in a, in a few months, which will be Pioneer. But we have the Sydney Regional Championships on this weekend and none of us are going this time, which is no. a shame. <laughs> I had considered just flying up. I wasn't that interested in going up. I mean, it's super expensive to go up for the full weekend Yeah, for, for starters, and I didn't like my chances of going up and 
you know, LCQing and mm. trying to grind and get in and then whatever. But I, I did like the idea they are running another 5K on the Sunday, which is also Pioneer. Mm-hmm. And I did like the idea of just flying up. Like, you can get pretty cheap flights from Melbourne to Sydney, fly up Sunday morning, just go straight to the venue, play the LCQ, fly straight home. You know, it probably costs you like, with I've got Qantas points, so it cost me like 100 bucks in flights and I just go and play Magic for a day and have that potential to win some cash Spike and some money. Yeah. yeah get a qualification to the next RC so I was considering that but that's not happening I've, yeah, I've got <laughs> too many things on the go and uh, I'm going camping this weekend instead so that'll be fun nice but uh, plenty from the Beans community are playing in this you know a few people already qualified for the regional championships and a few people you know local Sydney people will be going and grinding and all that sort of stuff so best of luck to all of them yeah, but absolutely. we thought we should, yeah, touch base on the Pioneer format. We did we did talk about Explorer a couple of episodes ago, so that would have been four weeks ago, which mm-hmm. is pretty close to Pioneer. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's obviously a few there's there's a couple of decks that are just straight missing. Um Lotus Field yes. being the main the one. obvious yep. one. Yep. Uh, and then there's still just a few cards that are not available. Yeah, there's in no Explorer. bring to light. Mm-hmm. Which there there is a bring to light Omnath or Incarnation deck. So um yeah, like that's missing and yeah, the the big one really is uh Cruise. Lotus Field. Like the the rest of the decks are either the full decks are there or or ninety five percent of the deck is there and it doesn't really make a huge difference. So we have had a couple of other regional championships over the last couple of weeks, so we're gonna have a bit of a look at those and, and touch base on them. Uh, with the the one in Athens and one in Canada. So let's have a look at the Athens ones. This was two weeks ago mm-hmm. in uh, yeah Athens, which is Greece. Athens mm-hmm. is in it Greece. Is. Yep. yep, correct. Yep. So what do we got in the metagame for that? This is one of those events that's run by Legacy, so it's confusing when it says- It's called the Legacy, Legacy European, European Championship. Championship. Pioneer <laughs> metagame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got a bunch of Rakdos. Rakdos is yep. the most represented, 17 and a bit percent. Mono Green is next, then Creativity, Mono White Humans, Enigmatic Fires, Blue White Control. For some reason, people want to do that to themselves. Rakdos Sacrifice, Lotus Field, Grease Fang, Spirits, Phoenix, and then Other. And by the time you get down to Phoenix and Spirits and things, like the last five decks are like 5% or less. So, there's like 17 copies of Phoenix, for example. So, it's not a lot compared to Rakdos Midrange, which has got, you know, 80, 79 decks. So- it's pretty a, good, yeah, pretty a, good split, man. There's a, there's a lot of variance here. This is like, I mean, mid range mono green is you know aggro combo creativity mono white humans fires control like those are all, all the wildly different. And then yeah, like you've got graveyard deck, you've got a combo deck, you've got tempo decks. Like this is this is kind of pure magic. In <laughs> yep, covering all of the things that you want to do. This is modern from ten years ago. Right? I mean, this is I mean, kind we've, of- We've said that plenty of times, and it, it really is. And and it's not just us that have been saying it. Like, I've heard that on quite a few podcasts over the last few weeks, that mm. Pioneer really does have that modern from eight to ten years ago feel, which was what we loved. <laughs> like, it we really was. We absolutely loved modern at that time. Yeah, yeah. And this is exactly what it feels like, so it's really cool. Are you saying Modern Horizons broke modern? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what an assertion. I don't think that's a wild statement there, Craig. That is, that is a ludicrous <laughs> thing to say. Hogak did nothing wrong. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> How many cards from those sets have been banned so far? How many Quite cards were banned just from Hogak? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, yep. 
So yeah, this is a uh, this is a really like wide field, and then in the top eight, uh, we've got Phoenix, Raksak, Boros, Convoke, Azorius Control, Monogreen Devotion, Rakdos Midrange, Rakdos Sacrifice again, and Spirits. Now, Shorty, as you pointed out to me precast, the Boros Convoke is currently listed in other yeah. in the metagame breakdown. Yeah, but it's it's not, mate. It's 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 splinter twins. It's splinter twins. <laughs> no, it's Hogak. People were saying it's, this oh, is that's a right. Hogak. Hogak. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we we spoke about that deck a few weeks. So this is the deck we that did. actually won the tournament. And did. yeah, it was like, oh yeah, Boris Convoke won, and and then you go and look at the meta, and it's like, where's Boris Convoke? And from what I've been hearing, it's been horrible. Like it had a lot of hype, and. I think people like it, it. Really doesn't take much to beat that deck. You know, we've we've spoke about it previously. Yeah, it's just you know you just put in a couple of small board wipes into your sideboard, and it kind of just completely changes the the meta. So mm-hmm. I don't know how this player won. <laughs> they ran through the top eight too. Yeah, they dropped yeah. one game. Yep. I mean, the deck can be really good. Like, yeah. let's have a a quick look at the. The list, so like yeah, sure. the, the winning winning players list. So we've got four Ornithopter, f- uh, four Knight Errant of Eos, which is the the card that kind of put this deck on the map. Although yeah, I'm it's looking not a at creature. the Wizard site, and when you hover over it's Knight Errant of Eos, it's Finn the Fangbearer. So yeah. good job, Wizards. It's it's the Convoke one, and then you can find cards off the top equal to yes. the number of creatures you convoked with, and all that sort of stuff. So yep, yeah, refills. Resolute Reinforcements, which is basically just a raise the alarm mm-hmm. Voldaren Epicure, which makes a Blood Token, some Clarion Spirits, a Regal Leosaur, mm-hmm. which is uh, a mutate creature, white and a red mutate 2-2, but it's got mutate for one, and then it's a red-white hybrid, red-white hybrid. When this creature mutates, other creatures you control get plus two, plus one till end of turn. So this is a pump for your team. Yeah, this is the overall. Yep, which is quite nice. Giant killer creature, and it you know has other sides to it as well. A reckless bush whacker. Uh, yeah, which is, again is your other overrun. So it's got surge for one and a red, so you can cast it for one and a red, and um, yeah, give all your other creatures plus one plus zero oh, and haste till end of turn. Uh, Thraben Inspector, which we've seen before, and then Venerad Loxodon, which puts counters on all your all your dudes. So and Gleeful Demolition as well, yep. which is the um, you make a bunch of goblins. That's from yeah, your yeah, Epicure. You destroy an artifact. Like yeah, yeah. And if you control it, you make the uh, make the token. So you've got Ornithopters. You've got uh, Blood yes, Raven Inspectors and the Blood Tokens from the Voldar and Epicure, so it's not that hard to have. You know, you've got 12 ways to make mm-hmm. artifacts in your in your deck. Not hard to to get that. And then a couple of Legion's Landings just for just for fun, I guess. This deck has a plan. It does. It does. And it has a plan, and if it and does its plan, which it can do very quickly, mm-hmm. it will just smash you in the face, like mm-hmm. really, really quickly. And I guess that's... That's what you're preying on. It's it's you're crossing your fingers that your opponent doesn't have a board wipe in the first two to three turns. If they don't, you probably win the game. If they do, well, you're in a bit of trouble, and then they're probably just going to stabilize and and take over. So yeah, not not the busted deck that people were vaunting it to be. No matter one. What are you talking about? Yeah, hundred percent one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that's how this works. Yep, 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 definitely. That's <laughs> um, why in the uh, in the next weekend's metagame, uh, it still was in the other <laughs> category. Hey, <laughs> listen, and uh, it's not top eight, so yeah. let's yeah. not- yeah. Uh, No, it's, it's best no, deck. Let's, let's not be rules-orientated, no. No. 
but yeah, it is it is a deck that you do need to be aware of. And if you are like without making this sound <laughs> insulting, it's probably a pretty easy deck to play. Mm-hmm. That would be a fair statement, I would think. You know, people always say that about mono red as well. It's like you just play your creatures and turn them sideways. Well, this is you just play your token creators and turn them sideways. So yeah, at least with this one, you don't have the mistake of bolting the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. You don't have any bolts. <laughs> you just have creatures. Yeah, uh, I mean, there is the the question of like overextending and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. yeah. I imagine it's also probably quite cheap to build. Like, you're, you don't have many rares. The rares that you do have are going to be pretty cheap. Like, I wouldn't imagine Venerator Loxodons are too expensive. Uh, it's going to be got- a mana base that will be an expensive thing. So, Mana yeah, Confluence is a sneaky, expensive card. It's only got one Mana Confluence. You've got it does. Inspiring Vantage, which, you know, you might be looking at, like, 10 bucks each for those. Sacred Foundries are pretty cheap these days. Battlefield yeah. Forges are, like, a dollar. A couple yeah. of Pathways and a couple of Dens. So, dens. you're yeah, probably it's, looking it's- at- it's like 150 to 200 maybe for this deck. So if you are looking for a deck for this weekend, this is not a bad choice. Like if, you, mm-hmm. if you're just going in as like, I, I don't have any time to practice. I need to just pick up a deck that's cheap. It's probably not a bad choice. You, you can absolutely just spike with this. Yeah, 100%. And I think, what do you have to get? Is it top, might be top 16 I think you've got to get to. No, that was the previous ones. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. Definitely a deck worthwhile looking at. Uh, I was about to call you Chewy. Goodness wow. me. Cracker, mm. I would like you to pronounce the person who came second in that tournament's name. Whoa. That's a lot of consonants. <laughs> There's some vowels in there. There is. Uh, where, how, I don't pre- even know where you start with that. I'm going to say Prezemislaw. <laughs> sure. It's P-R-Z-E-M-Y-Slaw. S-L-A-W. Yeah. And Oz, then Olszewski, Olszewski, Olszewski. Apologies for yeah. butchering your name, but oh goodness me, I have no idea. I'm going to guess I'm this person's that's... from Poland or somewhere like that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. We're sorry for butchering your name. They played Blue White Spirits though. <laughs> Came second. This is just yep. the, the the deck, right? Like it's there's there's nothing new in here. They're doing you know four curious obsessions and some lofty denials and slip out the backs. And uh, just a bunch of flash spirits. Yeah, uh, nothing. Yeah, nothing new. It's, was Curious Obsession always a four of in this deck? It was no, no. They're, they're different ones. So this one's the the other one you'll see is people playing um, Collector Company instead. Yep, yep. So um, or they're just playing mono. Band. Bl- yeah, sometimes they're playing bands. Sometimes they're yep. like just blue green, mostly mono blue. But um, yeah, I don't know that I've, it's been a while since I've seen a list with four Curious Obsession. I mean, you and I played a lot of Curious Obsession and mm-hmm. definitely, definitely yep. enjoyed that card. No, I love that card. Every time I look at this, I'm like, oh, I really should like build this in Explorer. And then I look at how many rares it is. Oh, like, yeah. It is like, it's 72 rares. Well, yeah, <laughs> every every creature deck. is a rare except for Spectral Sailor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all just, it's just four ofs, like all, all the way it's, down. So, yeah, yeah it's a lot, a lot of rare wild cards. But I've heard this deck is doing quite well because it beats up on mono green, I believe. Okay. I could be wrong on that. but Interesting. Uh, it, it preys on something. It, it was either mono green or Rakdos. I'm pretty sure it was mono green that it preys on in the meta. And that's why it's sort of coming up as a higher percentage in the metagame. Mm. Uh, and we see that. Yeah, between the legacy event, Azorius Spirits is like eighth or ninth or whatever, like four point two percent of the metagame, and then in the Canada 
event that was the next weekend. It is third. It is yeah. actually above Mono Green. So, uh, yeah, a, a good metagame call at the moment. And I'm pretty sure, like, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure it is Mono Green that it beats. Obviously, we haven't played these matchups. So, yeah, if you're expecting a lot of Mono Green and that is the deck that it beats, then could be a good choice for, for this weekend. Yeah, is is definitely a good solid deck to play, and and it's gonna it's one of those decks that's gonna have a game against pretty much everything. You know, you've got you've got counter spells, you've got bounce stuff, you've, uh, yeah, you've got creatures yeah. that you're playing at flash threat protection. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep, good deck. Is it Phoenix? It's apparently back again. Uh, you know, as a spoiler for the Canada event, is it Phoenix took the the event down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like what we've been so, saying for ages that Phoenix is just dead. Like, like the of- creativity decks were kind of the better versions of Phoenix. So what's what's happened, Cracker? Well, it depends on which list you look at because there's a couple of key differences between the two of them that I'm just kind of flicking through, mm. and it's in the creature suite. So this one that came in third place in the um, European one has got four Demi Lich. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And <laughs> you know that bulk mythic from Adventures Dem- in the Forgotten Realm. You, I am a fan of this card. I picked, I, I crafted some of these things because, of course, I did. Because <laughs> you can cast them for cheap. It's really good. Is it? it, it, it yeah, it is. Like are you sure. It, yes. Because <laughs> on the turns that you're bringing back phoenixes, you can bring back Demiliches for free. Is it better than Ledger Shredder? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's better than Ledger Shredder. Yeah, so that's that's the difference. Like and the, that is the difference. Between the two decks, yeah, you've got obviously four Phoenix, but the one that won in Canada is four Ledger Shredder, mm-hmm. and yeah, the European one is four <laughs> Demi Lich. Now, listen, I'm, I'm not saying that one came first and one came third, and there's a difference there, but um, no, it's, it's interesting. The fact that you can keep bringing it back as well is the other thing. Like, it is a recursive threat, um, like Phoenix is, so- which which you obviously don't get with Ledger Shredder, but Ledger Shredder does like churn through your deck. Yeah, like the, and, these, and get big. The one from the European event is a spy. Uh, like this is almost a spicy brew version of Phoenix. Like we're we're not playing any of the Temporal Trespass or Galvanic Iteration or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. But we're playing four Is It Charm and four Otherworldly Gaze. So yeah, they're about just, that just million creatures' the- life, and then just bring them back for free. Mate. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, good on them. Yeah, they they finished. Well, they finished third in, third, in the yeah. event. But uh, yeah, the the Canada version was is much more the classic version of Phoenix that we've we've seen before. It is yeah, you're playing a couple of temporal trespass, playing a couple of governing iteration, and and yeah, your usual spell suite that you have with Phoenixes and legislators. So. Yeah, interesting. I don't know what's made Phoenix come back to being good. Uh, you were questioning prior to us recording what's happened to creativity. So it, yeah. it was third in the metagame in Athens, but in the uh, Canada one, it's it's dropped right down to like seventh or eighth in the meta, down to like less than 5%. I've been hearing a lot that it is just not that good in, in the metagame at the moment. There's too many – people have too many answers for – World's Bind Worm and Xenagos, you know, in instant speed exiling effects type thing, which is no good. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, or you, you do all your work to get your Xenagos and your World's Bind Worm into play, and then they exile your World's Bind Worm, and it's like, oh, now I can't win unless I'm attacking with two shark tokens, goblin shamans, <clears throat> or yeah, or I've managed to yeah. land a shark typhoon or, or something like that. Uh, the Torrential Gear Hulk 
Magma Opus version. Control. Mm -hmm. Yep. Seems to be not performing terribly well in in the meta at the moment. It's it's just a bit too slow. And and like we've mentioned previously, it, it doesn't auto win the game. Which is a problem for for that deck, like the World Spine Worm deck does. And then there's people just running like Atraxas and things like that. And same thing, it's like, yep, yeah, cool, you got an Atraxa, but I'm just going to kill it. And now, what else are you going to do? So, I, th I think yeah. it's yeah, it's just lost that surprise factor. And I guess that's why Phoenix has come back. So I'm looking at sideboards, and there's no graveyard hate. So no, yeah, which could be a reason why. There's Phoenix no hearses. Why? Um, so that was the main problem for um, for Phoenix, right? But there's yep. like Rakdos decks, which just, I mean, they've got a couple of copies of Go Blank, which is pretty annoying. But I mean, you and I know that Phoenix can play through a one shot effect pretty effectively. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like you know, you, you're not mad about trying to have them fight through like a relic kind of thing or a Go Blank where. Goblank costs three <laughs> for like a one-time thing. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. It's very good. It's a very strong effect. But th yeah, there's none of that like repeatable kind of, yeah, unlicensed yeah, first or soul guide lantern or- Yeah, yeah or, just, or um, um, uh, ley lines. Like, yeah, ley no, lines. no one's running four of ley lines in the sideboard except for the some of the fires decks are running ley lines in sure. the sideboard. But, but even like looking it. at the mono green decks- yeah. Who, who have Khan to go fetch yep. things. They're just not playing. That. Yeah, they've got like a single copy yeah, of Tormod's Crypt. they've got one Tormod's so Crypt. I, 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 maybe that's the reason. Yep. You know, yeah, it's, not, it's, like, me at all. it's like Dredge can win any time people forget that Dredge exists, right? Yep. And then next week it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I would be game to sleeve up Phoenix going into, into this weekend. Because, yeah, after seeing... It coming back into the meta in these two most recent events. That mm -hmm. that is exactly what you said, Cracker. It's it's like Dredge, where people go, "Oh, okay, people are getting back onto this deck, and it's just one. Uh, it's just won the event last weekend. Well, I'm just gonna yeah put a couple of hearses in my sideboard, and and yeah, that does drastically affect the matchup. So mm -hmm. I don't know if Phoenix is where you want to be uh, for this weekend. What about Rakdos? Like Rakdos has been for what 18 months the number one deck in pioneer in terms yeah. of metagame share but it just never seems to win and i'm hearing a lot at the moment that rakdos sacrifice is a better deck than rakdos midrange but it's one of the it's like it's jund it's 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 it the jund deck win, of, but it also just doesn't lose no like that's right. every every time we talk about it it's in the top eight there's yeah, at least yeah. a copy sometimes two you know like it's just it is there this this shell is very very strong but it's it's that 50 50, 50 50 against the field, right? Like, I don't think it just straight clowns anything. Like, there's no free matchups across the board. Like, you know, you can you you'll have those draws where you can just beat anything, and then you'll have those other draws where you just kind of get cluttered. It, it just it doesn't feel like it does anything. So I don't know. Really strong. I mean, it's got Fable of the Mirror Breaker in it and Shieldred. Like, how bad can it be? Yeah. Like it, it churns through its deck so well to find what it needs with Blood Tithe Harvesters and uh, Bank Busters and Fables. So it can, for a red black deck, it's amazing how many cards it can see. And, and it just has so many opportunities to go, well, I don't need these cards in this matchup. I don't need an Abrade or a Fatal Push or whatever I've got in my hand. So I'm just mm -hmm. going to discard those. I'm going to find the things that I actually need. And then that then goes hand in hand with fueling your graveyard for Croxer. So yeah, it, it, like I said, it is just. It's just, you know, 50, it's like 45 to 55% against the field, which is never a bad place to be in. 
but it's also like it's it's never spiking an event. Mm-hmm. You, you, like no one's going to be super surprised if it wins, but I wouldn't also wouldn't expect it to win. <laughs> so. No, it, it it also comes into play skill and and knowing the matchups a lot as well. I think. Yeah, it's one of those decks where you do need to kind of know what's going on. Yep. But, um, look at this sacrifice list, Shorty, from the Canadian tournament. I think the uh, the cards that are different from what you were playing in standard is Fable of the Mirror Breaker and Fatal Push. And Blood Tide Harvester. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> oh, okay. Blood Tide. Yeah, okay. It's just there's a like few it's, Yeah, okay. Yeah. And there's Thought Season stuff. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff the here. Co- the there's- core is still exactly the same. It is yeah, still Cauldron from Cats Mayhem and Ovens and Claim the Firstborn, Thought Season. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. Mayhem Devil. It is It is a very good deck. And it, you know, we've seen it before, the, the sacrifice, but just being able to kill creatures with your mm-hmm. Mayhem Devils is, is so good. And Claim, being able to claim things and then- sack them to Deadly Dispute or sack them to Witch's Oven and, and get the value out of your opponent's creatures is mm-hmm. is just so good. Like, it's it's solid. And and that's why I think this deck is doing a bit better than the regular Rakdos uh, version. Mm-hmm. If you've played Cat Oven-type decks before, whether it's Rakdos or Jund in Standard or Explorer or Historic or whatever, I think this is a good deck to look at for for this weekend i think you're gonna there's i don't know i don't know the full matchup spread but there's probably a couple of matchups that you go oh okay i'm a little bit slow against these and then i you know i might be down but i reckon your percentage against other decks is going to be much higher like decks like i would imagine this would have a really good matchup against spirits you just pinging down spirits all the time probably wins in the mirror definitely beat would beat the um boros convoke deck not bad Mm. against phoenix i would imagine either i don't think you want to play against um, Blue-White Control. Uh, They've got like no. four temporary lockdowns, four, a farewell, Supreme Verdict, like just a bunch of exile effects. Yeah, it depends. Like it's so hard to- But like, you if, you, if you've got an well. oven on the field, it is just so hard to get in a situation where you can actually exile a cat. Yeah, but temporary lockdown just, just exiles the ovens. Ah, oh, it does. Yeah, it does. It, it hits the- um, the ovens yeah, it, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yep. So, yeah, so blue, blue eye control. Yeah. Mana two or less for any yep, permanent. Yep. So, yeah, that's, I've, been that's playing, I've been playing that yeah. card in right? <laughs> Explorer League. Yep. Yep. Keeps taking my own fable tokens and my treasures. <laughs> <laughs> got to sack the treasures for the mana, Shorty. What are you doing? I've got a, I've got a fires of invention in play, so I don't need the mana. Then crit your vision. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think Rakdosak is in a good spot in the meta and yeah definitely mm. if you've it's one of those decks where you do need some experience with you do need to know like where you're sending your damage and when to be going to the face or when to be taking out their creatures and, and a few little tricky lines and things that you can do yeah timing things as well yes yep yeah and, and not putting yourself into situations where they can exile your creatures that you you don't want exiled or yeah leaving you in a, in a situation where they can kill your mayhem devil, you don't have an opportunity to do something with it or, or whatever. So there's definitely some play to it. If you've got that experience, then it would be a good deck to go with. But if you haven't, I would probably steer clear of it for, for this weekend. Mm. Mono green. Mono green, man. Mono green is the big bad that people have not liked for a very long time. It's real good. It's the same it deck. Except this one, it got um, it's got Pelucranos. some- yeah, Pelucranos Reborn and um, yep. Cityscape a level I. I see they're mm. playing a copy of. It um, is, it, like, I've played against this a few times in Explorer, and yeah. sometimes it's like, eh, yeah, you know, 
you've done some stuff, you've played some creatures, you've got a cavalier. Okay, cool. And then I just kill you with my cavaliers and my uh, Kenrith and whatever. And it's like, yep, I don't care. And then other times it's like, ah, you just cast like 30 mana of spells in one yeah. turn. And you the have- The third storm the festival in a turn for <laughs> is kind of disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I have never seen anyone do the combo. I still couldn't tell you how it works, but there is still the combo in there I with learned. the <laughs> Pestilent Cauldron and- Chain Veil and- Chain Veil, uh, whatever. Like, uh, there's yeah. something. There's, there's some sort of combo, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the deck is just solid, and it's been solid for ages. Again, it's one of those decks that you probably really need to know how to play. You really do. Yeah. I wouldn't be just picking this up. In, yeah. the, in the blind and just going yeah. for it. Agree. So, like, the A plan is is pretty straightforward. You're just casting giant green things and smashing pace, and that will get you there a lot of the time. But um, no, once you're looking at, like, Khan wishboard lines, that's much more difficult. You really need to know what's going on there and what's important. It's, um, it's definitely a, a much more complicated deck at that point. I mean, you often just don't need to do that. You can just Kiora, untap your Nikos a bunch of times and, you know, Storm. And then storm, and then storm, because they <laughs> seem to hit multiple nickthoses and things like that. So you know you can just get that way. But yeah, it's it's definitely got a lot of play to it as you want to if you want to be if you want to maximise your win with it. Yeah, it's like you can definitely just pick it up and just play green creatures and go. Oh, I've got a ton mm-hmm. of mana and just mm-hmm. play massive things and bash their face in. But yeah, a, a good player will will know the lines and and yeah, what to get out of the sideboard with Khan and all those sorts of things. So. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be playing the mirror against someone who actually knows how to play the deck because you, you're just going to get crushed. Yep. Yep. Lotus Field. This is a deck that you've played a few times. Mm-hmm. I've never played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would, don't even want to attempt to play. They're, like The versions that we're seeing in these top eights is still the same classic versions that we've seen before. What colours are they? Saltile Momentum. Like Saltile? So it's, yeah, it's Saltile. It's, it's, it's technically like, f- it's four colours, really. Yeah, technically. Because you're playing, yeah. You're, you're mainly stuff. playing Saltile, but there you're, has you're been- You're mostly green-blue, and then yeah. you've got some black cards that you cast as well. Yeah, and uh, the version that made the top eight in the uh, Athens one also has a Chandra in the uh, in the main, and one an extra one in the side, and some Zakamas, and yeah, a bunch mm-hmm. of, yeah, to populate and whatever, but when you're casting those spells, it's- Usually because you've you know got a lotus field and you've got access to colours and all that sort of thing, but yeah, this is a deck that's been around for ages. It hasn't really changed much. Uh, it takes a lot of skill to pilot. Again, do not pick this up with no practice. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't uh, recommend. It's complicated. But there has been a resurgence of the blue-white version. I think at the blue-white one actually won one of the regional championships a couple of weeks before these ones. I don't know if you've seen that version, Cracker. Uh, I've seen people talking about it, but it's more um, its more just using it as ramp, right? Like, it's not trying to combo. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what the how it's actually winning, but it's playing the like those creatures that stop your things from triggering, like so you don't have to sacrifice your- uh, Gotcha. Your lotus fields when you play them, different different things like that. There's a couple. Uh-huh. I think there's like two white creatures that have that effect. So you're playing them, and they, uh, yeah, you can just play your lotus fields, and you don't, and, you know, it still enters tapped, but you don't have to sacrifice the lands, and then you can play Thespian Sages and just copy them or whatever. I'm, I'm not sure what the top end of it is, but yeah, it is. A, it is a version. Uh, same thing. You're not picking it up in the in the blind. 
how are you beating this deck? Like, because people will play it, and if mm-hmm. you've never played against it, how do you go about beating this? Is like, I know people play like damping spheres mm-hmm. in their sideboard as a pretty common, which is fine. For but Besiege is a real good card. It is, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so some disruption, I guess, is is definitely one thing you can do. You can try and sort of potentially attack the hand. Just put a clock on them. Like, yeah, you it's know, not you, quick. It it has the potential to be, but it's it's. On a really good draw, it's a turn three deck. You have to be, you have to have like everything lined up um, with, you know, like multiple arboreal graces and stuff like that. You kind of just have to have the perfect hand. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's like turn four pretty consistently. Turn five is pretty easy, usually. If you've got counter magic, then you can certainly do some damage. Kill Leah. <laughs> <laughs> is my number one tip. Don't don't let Leah stick around for any amount of time because, uh, yeah, that will just take over the game very, very quickly. Uh, you just cast everything a bunch of times from your graveyard. You just, you know, keep cycling with your, you know, uh, hidden strings and things like that. You just keep flashing them back and it, it's just, it goes very easily then. But, yeah, it's it's not easy to interact with. You know, it's, it is pretty resilient, which is why people like it, you know. But it is, it it does have its own fail rate, you know, like you sometimes just don't draw any of the payoffs, like you just don't draw your ultimatums or, you know, you, you find dark petitions and things like, so you can choke it on mana. It's, it's tricky. Yes. Very complicated deck. So hmm. don't, if, again, if you're a Lotus Field pilot, then that's what you're going to play anyway, because that's the deck, you, you know, and it, it is mm-hmm. a good deck. It can definitely spike the event and take it down. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, if you know what you're doing. Stick with it because it is it is still a, in a good place in the meta, but do not pick it up blind and uh, expect to perform well with it because it is super complicated. So, a couple other decks yeah. that are you know in the uh, you know sort of top top meta game that sort of thing. You know, there's the Enigmatic Fires list which I've been playing on Arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of different versions of it. So the version I've been playing is more. Uh, like I'm playing Omnaths and the Red Cavalier, Cavalier of Flames and Kenris, that sort of stuff, and, and almost sort of like comboing out with uh, getting those creatures into play and just bashing for a whole lot all in one turn. And, I, and I've been having an absolute ball playing that list, and, and that's what I, that's what I would be playing if I was to be playing in this event this weekend. But the list that's been, that is a bit more popular from what it seems in the metagame is the Enigmatic Incarnation version. So you're still playing Fires of Invention, but you're also playing an Enigmatic Incarnation. So it's just it's just all about the four mana enchantments in this deck, as well as a whole bunch of other enchantments. But it's Enigmatic Incarnation is the like sort of birthing pod for enchantments. You sack an enchantment at the beginning of your end step, and then you get a creature that's mana value equal to it plus one, mm-hmm. and you put it on the battlefield. So you're playing uh, like you've got some three mana enchantments, Touch the Spirit Realm, which is some removal, temporary lockdown removal, Fable. That can get you four mana creatures in your deck. So you've got a, a, a sort of a toolbox of creatures. So you're, you've got Omnaths and Heliods, the, the new uh, Heliod, which, again, thanks Wizards for their website, is not showing the correct card. Are you saying it's not Skithrix the Blight Dragon? No, it is not. So I can't remember <laughs> what not- that one does, but it, it does stuff. <laughs> Uh, and then you've got uh, like your four mana enchantments in your four fires of invention, four enigmatic incarnations, which you can turn into Elish Norn, uh, Tulsimir, or Kenrith, uh, depending on what you need. And then, of course, you've got Leyline Bindings. You're, you're playing five colors. So 
You can turn your ley line bindings into Coma, which is just so... It's such a solid card. Uh, Adrian of Treachery comes in handy, depending on the scenarios, and then uh, Atraxa, because Atraxa's just, just super good. So it's definitely a toolbox deck. You definitely kind of need to know what to go and fetch. I actually tried this version in one of my league matches this week and mm-hmm. didn't enjoy it. <laughs> it just felt okay. really slow, and I, and I felt like... You know, you've, you've got, like, this list has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's got eight one-of creatures as your toolbox and then some Bone Crusher Giants because you still have, you're still playing Karuga, so you still mm-hmm. have the restriction of being mana value three or higher. And just, like, with the eight one-ofs, I just felt like I had, like, two or three of them in my hand all the time but not didn't have the mana to cast them or cast them off my fires because fires you need that many lands in play to mm-hmm. be able to cast the you know your seven seven mana creatures or whatever so i didn't have the lands in play didn't have the mana to cast them and but had like ley line that i could sacrifice to go and get one or something along those lines and yeah it just kind of felt clunky to me i, I did i literally played one match i went two one or sorry one two i lost and um that was that and went back to my previous version so i'm sure with a bit of practice it would be better but yeah i i, I Again, you probably need to spend a bit more time playing this deck to to get into it. I tell you what, I do like the look of though. Yeah, talking about sacrificing creatures and getting attractors into play. Neoform, <laughs> neoform attractors. Yep. Sure. So this this deck is um is trying to abuse delve creatures. So it's playing four copies of Tassiga and three copies of Hooting Mandrels. So they come down as like six drops, seven drops, six drops. Yep. Um. And then you're fueling it with like otherworldly gaze. There's founding the third path, which just mills you for four. And then you just strategic neo planning, strategic planning. Exactly. You then you neo form into you've got two copies of a Traxa and a Dragon Lord Ataka mm. as like your main targets. But at the same time, like Tassiga, if it just if you just leave it there, like it just rebuys. All your stuff. Like Tassiga's I've actually- I've actually played a lot of Tassiga. Like Tassiga was in the OG Death Shadow death, list. It really was. When we were playing, yeah, Gurmag Anglers and, and you'd play that's, like one or two Tassigas and it was a really a good card. long time ago. Yeah, it turns out if you can, you know, cast a 4-5 for a black mana, <laughs> then it's pretty great. <laughs> you just delve away a bunch of stuff. And and like, it looks like you can actually just turbo these out really quickly. You've got Thoughtseize as Disruption. You've got, you know, Fatal Push. Consider just, you know, there's- two cards in your graveyard for free well for one blue mana so this and stubborn denials which were always a staple in again like og shadow lists because you've got just so many ways of or, all your creatures yeah all your on. creatures turned on yep yep so i don't know man this thing seems fun seems really yeah. good like you just kind of you've got a game plan if you can't neoform into one of the big things then like i mean just a bunch of four four Hooting mandrels or we trample get the job done really quickly. So yeah, Seems sweet. I think you can turn three this. Like if you go turn one something, turn two, founding the third path. Like you now have five cards in your graveyard. So yeah, well, otherwise the gaze puts three yeah. into the graveyard, four including so itself. Turn, turn three, you can easily play a Tassiger or Hooting mandrels for one mana, and then have two mana left for Neo form, and there you go. You've got. Dragon Lord Ataka or an Atraxa on turn three. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, if you if it's Atraxa, you've refilled your hand. If you're playing against a, 
you know, quick low to the ground deck, then Ataka just comes in and wipes the board. So, <laughs> can you imagine Ataka against the Boros deck? Mm. Yeah, I don't really know <laughs> how they deal with they, a, they a, a flying trample that wipes the board. That's King pretty rough. With their things, yeah, mm. yep. But yeah, def- definitely cool deck. Uh, another list that you've played a bit of, mm. uh, I think accidentally. Grease, <laughs> Grease Fang? Fang still, no, not accidentally. Still it's the one I tried you to. Meant to play. Was Grease meant Fang. to play. Yeah. Yep. Ah, uh, uh, didn't still good. Quite good yep. You know, it's it's again, it's still the same thing. I don't think there's any real changes here. It's you know this this list I'm looking at is playing a bunch more Lilianas of the Veils, but you know just Grease Fangs and Rafines Informants. You know, you can kind of customize this based on what you want to see. There's a few flex slots. You know, sometimes you've got like Santa Wayfinder and some other things in there. But, you know, Grease Fang and Can't Stay Away to just rebuy your Parhelions or, you know, Sky Sovereigns. Just, you can just turn this out really quickly. That's It's kind of nuts. Because, yeah. like, perfect, perfect world. Is there any of the one man? Interesting. This list isn't playing any stitches supplies. So the ones I've no, played I think before have moved away from that. Heavier for on star. I don't know, man. I kind of like it because you go stitches supplier and then you mill over. It you can potentially mill over like a Pahelion and a Grease Fang, and then turn to you play your second land. Can't stay away. Bash them for thirteen. Yeah, in magical <laughs> Christmas land. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it it is, but it's also like it's entirely possible. It's not. It's not completely insane to to be able to do that. Yeah, the the list that I've seen recently, and and the list that I'm looking at at the moment as well, is they're going more to the Traverse the Olvenwald package. Like they're running a couple of vessel of nascencies because they mill stuff, and then you get to put an artifact creature enchantment land or planeswalker card mm. uh, into your hand, which is nice. So you can you know mill your Parhelions and put the Grease Fang in your hand, and then tra- Traverse. It's not hard to have the traverse like the delirium turned on with you know you've got creatures yeah, you've got planeswalker sorcery and- artifact enchantment instant lands like you, you're gonna get the uh, delirium pretty quickly and easily and then you can yeah go and fetch mm. interesting yeah it's, it's just it's a different take because the the previous versions of this were playing um eldritch evolution instead yeah, yeah. To, to like sacrifice your um your one drops to yeah, go and find you yeah yep. to go get grease fang so yep different takes a little slower probably a little more re- resilient yeah exactly yep Yep. So, same in the same sort of vein as Phoenix, if people are skimping on the graveyard hate, then a deck like Grease Fang is a good place to be. Mm-hmm. The big difference with Grease Fang is it does have, like, a, a, it has main deck ways to answer your graveyard hate. You know, it it has Besaju's, but it also has Witherbloom Command, which can mm-hmm. destroy a non-creature, non-land permanent with mana value two or less. So that's going to hit most of your. You know, it's going to hit unlicensed hearse, so it's it's going to hit those. Yeah, those and sorts of rest in peace if that's the other thing that people are playing. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace. Yep, and Besaju is obviously going to deal with those as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they do have options, and then in the sideboard, you know, running Night of Autumn's temporary lockdowns as well. Those those types of things. So, they do have ways to to deal with your graveyard hate, which makes it a bit more resilient than the Phoenix lists that are in the Izzet colors. Who once that thing's on the battlefield, it's a bit harder to deal with. You know, playing a Braids if it is a, an unlicensed hearse, but can't really deal with enchantments in Izzet colours once they're on the battlefield. So Yep. Yeah. Uh, any other decks that you think we should mention? Like uh, we've we've said before with Pioneer, it is it is like modern from eight to ten years ago, which means there is like fifty decks. You mm-hmm. can kind of, if if you've got a deck that you've been playing for ages and you know really well, play that deck. Like you're gonna get a lot of benefit from playing that. But if you're going in blind and you don't know what to play. Yeah, the Convoke deck is probably not a bad choice. There's, you know, humans, mono-white humans I was about to as say well. mono-white humans, is, I think, is actually really strong. Yep, 
if you've played that in standard, it's not that different to the standard versions that we've seen, the, the mono white lists in there. You can always get super aggressive just with Gruul, with Gruul aggro. There is a mono red list that kicks around, but it's, yeah, kind of struggles a little bit in, in the current meta. But if, yeah, if you've got a deck that you know and you know really well, play it. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll do do pretty well. So what would be your pick if you if you had your pick of any deck you could play? What would you mm. be playing? Not like give me your this is what I would like to play because that's what I would enjoy and then give me your this is what I think you should play. <clears throat> I, I think I'd like to try the Neoform Attraxa list. That actually just seems like <laughs> oh, a lot of fun. I'm, I'm shocked, Craig. Well, <laughs> listen, it's not quite a graveyard deck. It's just close. Yeah, I think that, that that'd be really fun to play. What I think people should play, if you've got the ramps mono green, I think mono green is probably still just the best or, you know, like top couple of decks in, in the format. Yep, uh, fair enough. Yeah. What about you? It's yep. it's going to be fires of some description? Yeah. If, if it, like, if it was my choice just to play because I wanted to play, I would mm-hmm. play the version of fires that I've been playing, like Om- Omnath fires, Karuga type stuff, because I've been absolutely loving playing that. It's a lot, lot of fun. But if I was going to pick a deck to be the best in the meta, I would pick Rakdos Sacrifice. I think that is the the best okay. positioned at the moment. And I, I mean, I do have reps with with playing that style of deck, so probably would be a good choice for me to pick up for the weekend. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that's a, a good place to be. So hopefully, someone takes our advice and our advice is correct, and uh, they do well. I'm sure that somebody will win the tournament on the weekend. Uh, yeah. That's usually I'm, I'm what happens. I'm confident, confident that will happen. <laughs> tournament is wrong. <laughs> Something's gone really wrong. If, you, if someone, no one wins. <laughs> Everyone just IDs in the top eight and then <laughs> there's yep. no winners. Yep. No one gets to go to Worlds. They'll just ID. <laughs> if you are playing in this event, though, tell us about it. Keep us updated yeah, in the Discord. Definitely. We, we want to know. We want to celebrate with you as you, your rounds go through. So, you know, keep us up to date. Yep. Yeah, 100%. We'll be cheering you along. Well, I may not have internet reception on the weekend but we'll see how we go but uh yeah definitely post in the in the discord because yeah heaps of people will be stoked to to hear your progress and be cheering you on if you're, you're doing really well so uh yeah keeps updated to that but yeah it's good to see pioneer is still in a really good place I'm, I'm still really hyped about pioneer we we do need to get into some paper pioneer webcam games cracker when maybe when we i do. get back from my holiday yeah. and All right. we don't have a league going we can uh, we can fire some of that up because it's a lot of fun so that's going to do us for this week don't forget the league finishes up next week. You've only got a couple of days. So get into that real quick. Get a couple of matches done, if, especially if you're in Group B. Just smash out four matches over the weekend and you're probably in, in with the finals. So <laughs> free, free wins from me. So, yep. you know, there's, there's one deal. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, make sure you go and check out Josh and Pat's jpmdzbazaar.com.au because uh, they give us the prize support for these leagues and events that we do. If you want to find us anywhere, go to magicbeanscast.com. You'll find the links for us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Or you can just search on all those places for Magic Beans or Magic Beans Cast, and you'll find us. If you'd like to find me on Twitter, I'm at PSync, and you are Cracker. At Joel Hill underscore. Very good. So that's it for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there, and we will see you all next time. <laughs> <laughs>